but I think maybe we can also just add more aspects of the topic. So we've spoken about rejection, you know, dating and, you know, what is our view on it? And then the question now becomes, you know, there's, I'm going to go through every stage in which we speak about relationships. And there's this common term that's used today, which is called the talking phase. Or, you know, when you're starting to date, which is a very cringeworthy word for me. But anyway, so the question then becomes, when someone is yet to be married or committed, is there an issue where, because this is one of the questions I got, an issue whereby people are dating or are talking with different people in that stage? Because there's a dilemma of misunderstanding that seems to be a concern there. Um, Tembi, I don't know if you can start off with this and maybe you can answer. Um, I know last time you were not able to speak due to technical issues. Tembi? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, so to answer your question, I think when you're now at the marriage stage, you can't really be talking to other people because you've committed yourself at like the highest level. But when we're still dating, I have zero obligation to not talk to other people because you haven't put a ring on it. You haven't proved that you are fully committing. We're still seeing how things are going. So in as much as feelings might come to play, we, don't, we both don't know if it's going to work out at the end of the day. So there's nothing wrong with you talking to other girls or me talking to other guys. As long as we've talked, it's okay. Unless we've both discussed and we said, okay, this is going to the marriage direction and I'm going to be exclusive with you and you're going to be exclusive with me. If that's the case, then that's fine. If we haven't talked along those lines, I'm sorry, I have zero obligation to not talk to other people. <laughs> that's my two cents. <laughs> Longster, the floor is yours. Hey, Peter, you know, you're asking difficult things now. Look, maybe let me start with the issue of, um, of fear. Fear is something that we all fear. There's no gender that fears it the most. It's a human issue. Because the challenge with fear, it makes you feel inadequate. Because you, the same as applying for a position, hoping that you qualify for, and then they don't take you. You feel that as if something is lacking from your side. So the issue of rejection, it, it, it raises that thing, yeah, yes, self-esteem to a certain extent, where you feel that you are less off. Therefore, that's why some people will even go to resort to rape someone to make them feel that they are actually adequate. So the issue of the rejection, it's not a women thing, it's a man, it's everyone's thing. Everyone fears to be rejected. Whether, I mean, whether you're a man, you're a gay man, you're a gay woman, a lesbian, whatever the case might be, if you're a human being, you don't want to feel inadequate. And that's the issue of rejection, and that's my take on that one. On the issue of dating and, or rather on the talking stage, I always say um, it starts with the intention. Why do we do what we do? And if we do not address the issue of why we, what are we doing now? Um, if we are saying, look, we are talking because of now we want to get things straight and serious, of course, there's no need for you to have multiple partners. But also, even if you're not having that, having multiple partners, it just um, creates a very negative 
uh, picture. I mean, it's like having, it's like you're casting your net into the deep and hoping any fish that will catch or it will be the right one. I mean, I've always believed in being intentional about everything you do. If you feel that um, Peter is the one, be intentional. That is why shooting shots will not be a difficult thing because you are intentional. If you get to a talking stage and the, the stage is clear that I want to get this uh, off the ground and this is what I want to achieve out of it, be intentional and focus on that. The problem is that you speak to a lot of people, you focus your energy on a lot of people and none of those things will work out. Rather take your energy, focus it in one place or where you've decided this is the place for me. Yes, no one has any obligation to any other person, but if you start focusing your energy, you start to yield more fruits if you start doing that. I think for me, the talking stage is very important because that's where you get to know the person. So it is very important that you focus on it and get to zoom in and really understand the person that you're talk- you, you're actually engaging with so that you can then get more. Because if there's a lot of tattoos and, and bedwells and everyone, you tend to, you know, scatter your focus and not able to give even the correct person, the, uh, you know, a chance to be able to, maybe this thing was going to work. The problem is that you are just too busy with a lot of things. Thank you. Okay, cool. I think you've answered that very well. Um, I see a lot of people raise their hands. Let me just get the few last people who haven't spoken. Uh, we have a full house now. I guess load shedding has disappeared, so it's not a factor normal for most of us. Um, Spiwe, I know you haven't spoken so far. Um, you've heard the question about talking to multiple people. Now, as a woman, what is your take on the aspect? If someone told you, I'm talking to more than one person, I'm not just talking to you alone. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just driving. I hope I'm audible. Yeah, you, you're okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, okay, thank you. So, for me, um, I, 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 for one, personally, I'm against it. Um, to Gunster's point, like you said, you took the words out of my mind when you responded even about rejection, you know, to say that you we missed the, the, the cause because now our minds are too scattered, you know, a divided mind stands for nothing, but a focused mind stands for something. So if you have focus on somebody, you will give your, your, your utmost, you know, and the fulfillment about that is that because you've given them your all, you've given it um, everything that you had, at the end of the day, should it not work, you know that I gave it my all. There are no regrets, there is nothing. But if you're going to split your attention, you would be like, oh, maybe I should have, or maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have given more attention. But how could you? Because your mind and your time is split amongst other people, you know? So you're not only taking away from the person, but you're also taking away from yourself, that's one. And then number two, is that should it work, now you find that this person doesn't have all the qualities that you might want. Nobody's perfect, you know? And now because ooh, Lady X has given you an experience with Lady C, which you're so fully interested in, but doesn't have one quality that Lady X has, now you find yourself in a predicament. Even if you want to focus now, you can't because you've tasted something that is outside of Lady C, um, that Lady X has, you know? So you always have, you always stand a chance of getting tempted, of cheating or finding yourself in an entanglement should we get there. So it's such things which we look, overlook or we take for granted, you know? And unfortunately, life is based on principles. 
if you think that you are doing this because we are dollar, because you're man, you're not committed. Unfortunately, you are setting a trend. You're setting a principle. You're setting a principle for yourself. Now, when you get into a state where you want to commit, habits don't die easily. You've created habits and you've worked values or principles that now will hinder you from the ideal picture that you now want to build. And you might need to self-correct by uh, undoing certain habits. And you find that it's too late because the other person might now want to propel, but you now need to take steps back and to fix yourself. So it's my point that it's, it's, it's very detrimental. You know, um, as much as it's fun, because you think that you've got your feet in two sides or three sides, but in the long run, it doesn't work for you because, and the next person, because at the end of the day, you might think that it's working for you, but in all honesty, it's really not. You know, so that's my stance. And then I just want to reiterate this point about fear and rejection. Like, he was so spot on. You know, fear is one thing that stands in the way for us in achieving the things that we want to achieve. So many people focus on the negative because fear says, what if you can't? What if you're rejected? What if I'm rejected? What if I'm not rejected? What if I succeed? You know, type of thing. So we need to build a mentality that conquers fear first. And I always go with this acronym. Uh, most of you might know it. It's fake evidence appearing real. You know, I keep reminding myself that I'm born for excellence. I'm born for good things. I attract good things. I'm attracting the things that I want to see. And I believe that every good thing that is coming my way, I'm destined for it. You know, so it's a mentality kind of thing, the perception kind of thing. So if we can groom that even in our young people, we could have a generation that will be fearless. And fearless is even if I'm rejected once or rejected twice, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It means that I've got another opportunity to better myself and to enhance whatever it is that I want the world to see of me or I want to bring into the world. I will end it there. Thank you. Yo, thank you, Spiwe. Um, I guess I guess clearly most people are saying that uh, fear is an issue that most of us have to overcome. Uh, and then I'm not sure there seems to be a split in terms of the aspect of people seeing more than one person whilst dating. Uh, I know Prudy, um, I see your name is obviously so ran on, on the chat here, but what is your take so far on the, on, the, on the aspect of seeing more than one person in the aspect of dating? Should you be only focusing on one person whilst you start getting to know the person or should it be multiple? Uh, for me, I think, yeah. Why not? Because you'll never know who you'll find at the, at the day. What if, uh, for example, for me, Okay, I don't know. What to say. <laughs> no, I don't know how, what to say, but I no, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Cause now I don't mind dating, maybe or seeing three different pe- uh, people at the same time, like going out. But I think it's different when you when you seeing someone. Like maybe you know, like sleeping with a person. Maybe you're going out, just having some drinks, getting to know one another. You know, just taking the person. Oguti, are we gonna? Are we going to do this? I don't see any problem there. Like, I can see five people at the same time. Like, for me, I don't mind. Okay. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't. I see that we have a lot of people raised their hands. So I guess maybe let me go through some of them. Um, I see Mbali raised your hand. Um, let's start with her, then you can just go through some of the other people. I um, also want to move the, the conversation a bit further as well. So Mbali, the floor is yours. Um, okay, I just want to like um, just make people like understand that 
Um, the like rejection basically is is rooted in thinking that we are worthy, and we are. But you also have to have like an understanding that you being worthy as an individual does not mean that other individuals see you as worthy. And the moment you understand that, then a lot of things will make greater sense, and you will shoot your shot. And that's 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 why we we well most of us are just into like this whole thing of uh, of rejection. We know that we're worthy, but we always have to have like an understanding that as much as we are worthy, not everyone sees you as that. And I think right now when um, we have like these different opinions on whether um, some people don't mind these talking stages being like five different guys and some people are like, no ways and everything. It's just like a, a, a question of monogamy, which is what Spio is talking about, principles. You know the kind of people you go for. I think we all, before we, we shoot our shots, we, we get like a, a, an evaluation of the kind of people we're dealing with. So why would you go for someone that you can see that is a crazy ass, free spirit, going wild, and where now you are like a monogamous person and you just want this one person to yourself? That's the thing. We go for what we don't know. And we always go for, like people that are going for, for, for the kind of people that they aren't themselves. And that is also a problem. So like, for example, um, maybe for um, all of us are, are very different. So when the previous lady said that, and she does not mind going out with like five guys and she goes out on five dates and everything, there are probably some people like, yo, damn girl, I want somebody like you. You're such a free spirit. We do our own thing until we decide that we're okay. Whereas with me, oh hell no, you're not going out with, with five girls when, you, when you're gonna be talking to me. You know, I'm different. We are like made out of, or basically cut out of different cloth and you just have to find your tribe. And when now you are here crying about rejection, but you are being rejected by people not even your kind, why are you applying for a job that you don't qualify for, you know? So if she is going, Zoran is going and she's going out there and she's going to have her five dates, let her have her five dates. She's going to find her type who is also going on five dates until they find each other. And then you have people like me. Yo, now when I speak to somebody, I cut all ties. Because and I'm just like, ding, 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 ding. Already I'm thinking of the altar. I'm going to get married. I'm not even going to talk about five guys. I'm not even going to talk to five guys. All of them. Find your tribe. Then you won't get hurt. You are getting hurt over people who are not for you. That's the thing. So Zoran came here and said that she's going on five days. You want to cry. Why are you crying? She's not for you. Go on your five days. She's looking for people who are also going on five dates. So your rejection is coming from a point of shooting your shot at people who you haven't evaluated. People who are not even your kind. So know your tribe and preference comes with principle. So if you know your principles, you know what your preference is. Don't go for people who are not your kind and then you're going to get hurt. Why are you doing that to yourself? Go on your five dates and I'll go on my one date. And I'll find people who go on one date and you will find people who go on five dates without even hurting each other. And okay. that's it. That's life. I'm done. So that, that was a rant. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's personal, I guess. Uh, but um, <laughs> let, let, me, let me also, because I see a lot of people have raised their hands and also when I move to topic a bit further but because there's other aspects you know those the issue of Rahadi, which i think we can touch on later on but um before obviously we run out of time let me also ensure at least i get all of you to speak on the topic and as we go on um i know detroit just joined us now so um let me also get him to chip on on this topic then we can progress oh he actually just left 
Okay, but he'll join in as, as you continue. Um, who can I, I see Kambule K raised his hand, Tato raised the hand, Zizipo um, raised the hand, Tembi raised the hand, Uloza raised the hand. So let me start with Uloza. Start with you and you can also progress because I don't want to linger on on the same aspect or topic. Um, okay, with the talking stage, I feel like anyone can talk to anyone as long as I am not committed to you. Like we don't share anything. If I'm not in a relationship with you, if I'm not married with you, or if we don't even have a direction with each other, then I don't see that there's a problem with like me talking with other people and whatsoever. And another thing, when when um, we focus too much, I'm not in a relationship, let's say I'm not in a relationship with this person, we're just trying to get to know each other. And then the moment I stop, the moment I start focusing too much on this one person and cut everyone off, I feel like that's where disappointment comes from because that person might eventually get to their minds for nah, this is not the girl that I'm looking for. I might as well just move. Do you understand? So us as women, that's where we normally like literally get hurt. So I don't see any problem. If I'm not committed to you, I don't see any problem talking to 10 different people because I know my principle says when I'm talking to you, it doesn't mean that I'm sleeping with you or I'm doing all those things. Do you understand? It's just talking. I can see, you can take me out on dates as Michali said. I can be taken out on day on different dates and whatsoever as long as we are not fucking or anything. Sorry for the bad language, but as long as we are not um, having sex or you know. But I think like I think like talking stage can be like I can talk to ten people. It doesn't matter as long as I am not committed yet. It doesn't matter whether it's a relationship or marriage. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. 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 So at least we have diversity of thought on this aspect. Let's quickly go through everyone else. Um, I, I, I hopefully you can keep it short. Kambuleke, um, you're obviously a guy, so what's your take on the aspect of? Okay, cool. So thank you for the clarification. So to be quick and short, um, rejection, I think rejection is okay. It happens to everyone. Shooting your shot, everyone is different. First and foremost, I'm slow. And I've been in a place where they go ahead to come to me and tell me, hey, dude, do you want me? Whatever the case may be, I've been there. But now, on the terms of talking, I really think we are all mature enough and old enough to know when someone is talking to someone, we know where this is going. Um, I actually don't think there's a problem with talking to multiple people. The, the problem I would have is when the person who is being spoken to is not smart enough to correct the train of thought the individual. So if I'm a guy, I'm taking out a girl out. Mina, I want you, you are just doing this because like that previous lady said, I'm, I'm doing this. I go out. Cool. But you must tell me. Because what's going to happen is when you decide to be like, nah, I'm done with this guy. I was just playing around. It's okay. I found my guy. That guy who took you out on a date to be like, hey, yeah, 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 I took you out. What's happening? So when you start talking to multiple people, cool, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with it. I really feel it's a matter of Clear communication. Tell me, look, bro, we're just friends. Nothing more, nothing less. And people can move on. You can't say that you don't want to go out on dates when guys talk to them. It's a problem if they start crying. No, no, no. Some people don't communicate. Some people don't even ask. I won't ask you if you, what you're looking for. I won't ask you if you're looking for a serious relationship. I'm going to take you on a date because in my mind, I want you, but you have your own plan. So that's really my view. So talking is talking. End of the day, just communicate your view and the uh, view. Okay, thanks, Kay. Um, 
let me have one more person on this topic because I see there's multiple hands. Uh, Tato, let me let you close off with this aspect because there's many more other aspects and topics we can talk on. Uh, so talk yeah, about- Peter, um, it's, it's really getting heated. I think we need a part two on this. <laughs> um, you know what, Peter? The talking stage for me, um, I want to know you. I'm not, I'm not focusing on other people. The talking stage for me, I'm talking to you. I'm getting to know who you are as a person. I focus on you and I leave other people. But then if I'm looking for a relationship. Also, guys, we must ask for what we want. We must ask for what we want. Do you want us to be fuck buddies? Do you want us to be in a relationship? From, from, from there, then our conversation is going to be different. So if you're looking for a relationship, okay, now we have to put in longevity here. Or, oh, okay, the conversations that we have, they are leading towards a relationship. So now our conversations need to change. I need to get to know the type of person that you are and start having uncomfortable um, conversations with you so that I get to know you. And one other thing, yo, they touched on a lot of things that just hit my spirit. Um, now that I'm wrapping up, I think talking about um, rejection, it also talks to our worth and how good are we with regards to handling the truth. There are people who cannot handle the truth and then they resort to do other things such as raping whatever whatever you know because they do not know how to handle the truth and if someone if i approach someone and they reject me it says nothing to myself with i am still intact i am still fearless and i move on to other people if that person does not see the value in me then it's not my fault now i'm still worthy of love and belonging i i wanted and I, 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 I need to belong in one. So if you cannot give me that, then I move. It doesn't talk to myself with anyhow. I'm not listened by what you are saying um, to me. And then, um, man, I was just noting a lot of things here. here. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'll, I'll, just, I'll just end it there. I'll just end it there. Okay, no problem. Um, so- Let's, let's, let's move the conversation a bit further because, you know, you get past the talking stage. You get past the aspect of multiple people. Then there's this aspect of preference. And I, th- I think we should maybe touch on that a bit. You know, people talk about what their types are, their preferences are. And it can become very difficult because some people's preferences can be seen to be um, what's the term, to be very very materialistic or very insensitive to, to, the, to other people. So I want to understand, for example, let me start with the aspect of looks. And I want to ask, it's a very, very generic question, but I think it's important to ask, how important are looks in terms of ranking for a person when it comes to dating? First of all, I, I like the flow of your your questions today they they flow so well and uh if you you i know you didn't give me a chance to talk about the talking but when you take love rejection and talking uh, all those those words are verbs 
And going back to dating, I, I will come to, to the question. I will try to be very brief. Uh, when we date, dating is a relationship. And it means we are in contract, me and you, as my sister. Therefore, the issue of talking, I heard uh, some of my colleagues here, they said, uh, if there's no commitment, uh, then I can talk to other people. And I have a very pro, pro I, I do have a problem with that view, Peter, because it leads to a toxic relationships. Uh, and it will come back to as to what is what are the terms of reference we need to have terms of reference in our relationships to understand when we are in a relationship what are the do's and don'ts and have an agreement have an agreement as two people because we are dating it means we are in a romantic relationship but we are still talking to other people the other party can feel otherwise about that be a man or a woman uh, when you, you see when it comes to preferences peter uh, i i know your 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 question it's 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 very focused but uh, coming to preferences it differs from one person to another you understand uh, and many people i know those who are religious uh, they don't want to admit that before my sister i can say i truly love you there must be something that attracted me to you it's a fact uh, uh, it, like as i said it can be the shape of your body i like uh, my 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 girlfriend is here she knows that i'm attracted in most cases to dark skin ladies yeah you understand uh, so the issue of preferences can differ from one person to another. But at this stage of my life, uh, of, of the young adulthood, I think the preferences must, uh, love must be the foundation of, of our relationship and looking also at the sustainability. Bringing a person who's not going to be a liability you 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 understand uh, we need also to look into that but i know i don't have a specific answer but preferences can differ from one person to another okay. thanks peter i see you looked at your woman before you spoke about preferences so i think it's, it's quite clear i'll leave it at that um tmv uh, you raised your hand so i guess you can also chip in well that was a while ago but I think when it comes to preferences, guys, let's not lie to each other in as much as you might feel something for someone or you might see a future with them in terms of character and whatnot. You need to be attracted to them physically. It's, it's a thing. It's, a, it's something we all need to consider. And I've seen people who literally get divorced because they realized they focused more on the spirit and the character, and they forgot that they actually need to be attracted to the person. So, in as much as we want to lie to each other and all fantasy, what, what, physical appearances matter. Like for myself, I know 
I can't be with the short guy. It's just a preference. It's a pre- it's a personal preference. Nothing wrong with it. There's girls who go for short guys. They they're okay with it. There's men who don't like tall women. I'm a very tall girl. It's it's all preferences. We all choose what we want. And yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's uh, see. Some feelings might be hurt. Some might be touched. Uh, preferences are a very sensitive topic. Um, let's try. See some couple people raise their hands. Q, let's let's have you next. Okay, that was actually um, a very, very good one, Cindy. Um, and I totally agree with her because preference it really is up to the person. It's it's got it's not like a generalized um, thing. So um, just to answer that on a personal note, I actually just want to answer like most of the stuff that you did ask. So on a personal note, for me, I'm I'm bisexual. So my preferences obviously differ like all the time. But I mean, I wouldn't date a, a short guy because when I am dating a guy at the time, my heels have to count in your height. <laughs> I am not going to wear heels and still be looking at you at eye level. It does not make sense to me. It's not cute. It's not sexy. Um, And then there's a difference of preference in terms of weight, which is another conscious thing that we, like a lot of people don't talk about. And it's something that we should, because, you know, you find people who date, say you were into this person who had a great personality and maybe that is your main preference to date someone but they like maybe they overweight or they skinny and then you find yourself trying to force that person to become a certain weight because now your idea of preference in someone's body weight has changed so personally for me i am into skinny but not too skinny guys but you need to be able to pick me up because if you can't do that then what are we doing you're playing games um, I like a very educated person. I like a person with, you know, ambition. You know, there's, there's certain, I think there is some sort of, sort of like a general part of it at some certain extent. Like, I don't think anyone wants to date a dumb person. Sorry to, to put it so blunt. I don't think you want to date someone who's able to actually have a conversation with you. Communication is such a big thing. And if you date someone who can't communicate, like, what are you doing? What are you guys actually talking about? Like, for me, it's like people who date younger girls and you're 40-something years old. Like, do you understand the dynamics of, like, where our lives are? So that's also just the thing. Um, I date guys who are older than me. And I, when I date women, I date women who are younger than me. Um, and that's my preference because... I just feel like dating an older woman and me being my age, it just wouldn't work, <laughs> period. Our mindsets would clash hectically. So for me, when it comes to dating women, I would date someone younger, but dating a man would be someone older. Um, and then you spoke about material, like materializing um, preferences. Um, to be honest, that also is so surrounded by society itself on the pressure of of what he bought me or what she bought me and whatever. But again, if we're being honest, financially, like, let's talk about finance. Like, financially, it's it's a thing. Guys, we can't be now trying to date to get married with someone who's not stable. 
you're trying to build a home. Um, as much as we talk about love and everything, love is beautiful. But if we're being bluntly honest, love does not put food on the table. Love does not take our kids to school. Love does not put clothes on our backs. Um, there's, there's little things like that. You have to go to work, you know. You love your job, but what does it give you back? Finances. Um, and that's just how it is. And I was listening to some guy today and he was saying, if you are as a man and you're dating someone who, or even a woman, if you, are, if you have the, the, the finances or the materials to actually assist your partner, let it be the education, let it be petrol, whatever, like those things, we should stop letting society be like, oh, she's a gold digger or he's a blesser or whatever. Sometimes people do it out of the fact that they're actually just supporting their partners and that's a preference that they have. But because society has made us feel like, yo, my man is spending money on me and because he wants me to be a housewife, all of a sudden I'm a slave queen. No one knows the dynamics of people's relationship or preferences or what's really happening. So yes, love is a beautiful thing. Love, it, it happens. But at the end of the day, the truth is, finances and material things are going to happen because those things actually add on to whatever you're trying to create. And um, again, as Timmy says, like preference is very, very different. It's very broad and it changes. That's something we also need to realize. It changes with age. It changes with like how you feel or which state you are in life. It changes. One day you might want somebody who's tall, dark, and chocolate. Then you meet a light-skinned, sexy, you know, skinny guy. It's the same thing with guys. There's guys who date thick women, and then he cheats on you with uh, a, a skinny girl. Like, your preferences change all the time. So I think when it comes to knowing your preference, you, I feel like you need to actually know yourself. It all starts with you. Your core needs to be, like, really focused on terms of who you are, what you want and what you're trying to achieve in order for you to actually get your preferences like on point. And that's just my three cents on the conversation. Yeah. As the topic of preferences can be very sensitive. Um, I remember in grade 11, I was told I wasn't someone's preference and the term I stuck in my head was Zuba strong. But yeah, anyway, uh, in let's 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 have your part chip, chipping in on this aspect. I don't know if your audio is working now. Can you just say something, Monsieur? Yeah, yeah, my audio is working now. Okay, cool. So just I don't know if you've heard the question. Um, just chipping in. Which question? Which question am I answering? Because there's there's quite a few. Um, the aspect of preference. Okay. Um, personally, I feel like everyone has a preference, especially when it comes to looks. I think that um, we're going to lie to ourselves like I think one of uh, somebody said it before. And at the end of the day, it becomes a thing where you need to understand and try find yourself before you look for someone else. Because I think the one thing that was really, really constant, especially with all the topics that we had, is that communication is very, very key, you know. Um, even the one with the talking stages and stuff like that. If you're going to be talking to someone, like you need preference and stuff like that, but make sure that you tell the person what you want because people love talking about saying, or hey, yeah, communication and stuff like that. But then people do not communicate. People assume. It's this thing where couples will go into the fight that, 
hey man, he must know. He must know that he should, he should, he should. Hey, nobody knows because we have different uh, environments, different dynamics that uh, teach us on how to read different situations, you know. And coming back also to this whole preference thing, look at how most, uh, women are commenting on first thing is height or if you're a short nigga just know and most South African men are short it, 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 it's a reality you know so it becomes a thing where people need to understand that okay we are not all going to get tall guys but if you want a tall guy don't give um, a short guy a chance then six months later you're like eh, yeah no man this person is really short now you want to uh, just be straight on from the onset and tell him what hey you dude I want tall guys, it's your preference. But also, also, I don't want to um, go away from the topic, but it also comes back to this thing where people have double standards because of once you say somebody is big or overweight, it's body shaming, but men get body shamed every single day because when you say, hey, he's too short, he's too this, I mean, he can't go to the gym. You can't gym height. You can't, there's nothing you can do to height. You get me? It's a thing where, and I always feel like, it's, you can't say this, but you can say this, which is wrong. But hey, man, it's people's preferences. So I'm not going to fight people's preferences. But also, we need to understand that as much as you feel away about certain things, let's respect everyone. You get me? I saw someone in the comments saying, Ish, it had my feelings. I'm a, I'm a short guy. Now I'm a tall guy. Nah, I'm a tall guy. Mara, Mara. I have short friends and I see it all the time. Hey, if you tell a lady, describe your type. Eh... Uh, Tall, dark, and handsome. Always. And it's not a thing where you need to now change your preference in order to make everybody feel comfortable. That's the thing. I think the other thing that people need to understand about love, as much as love in the movies, people will say, no, I feel like if you love someone, let them... Hey, love is selfish. Love can be really selfish in a sense where you want what you want. That's one of the reasons why... um, at the end of the day, people don't ask you, what do you think people are comfortable with? What do you want? If you want a tall guy, if you want a handsome guy, that's what you want. That's your preference. But also, attraction plays a key role because of we give chances to people that we are physically attracted to. Because now I can't say, um, this person, I don't like them, but then they're hard. Their heart only goes a certain way. Because yes, you always have that, uh, now personally, I always have that fight within myself to think, okay, sharp, her looks won't raise my kids. You get what I'm saying? Because there's certain things that this person needs to instill within my uh, my offspring. But at the same time, hi man, superman. I want someone who's hot because I need to be with this person for the rest of my life. You get what I'm saying? So we can't say now, Hore, if you had a chance, if your life was perfect, like as a man, you um, uh, you were rich. As a woman, you're rich, whatever. You look amazing. If you could pick a person, I'm telling you, nobody's going to pick someone who's not attractive. We are attracted to attractive people, and that's life. And sometimes, honestly, it's a point where you understand, Rocky Sharp, uh, someone said it before as well, Rocky, I can't play in this league. Mokey Champions League. Mina, Ningena, PSL, and that's fine. You get what I'm saying? Because you need to know, hey, this is me, this is not me, and that's fine. But I think at the end of the day, because I don't want to hug up uh, all the time, because I understand that other people have opinions and they want to talk. But we need to be honest with ourselves with what we want. We need to stop beating around the bush. If you have a preference, you have a preference, communicate. And I personally feel like if I'm going to talk to anyone, I want to size them up, you know? See you, talk to you, and also 
I think Michali said it the other day. Uh, everybody knows Michali. So she said that, guys, if now you want to talk to five people before, if that's... Um, because sometimes, okay, Sharp, I wanted to, to raise this question if I can. Let's say you have a scenario where uh, you're talking to someone, you guys are three months into your talking stage. Then next week comes your perfect type. What are you going to do? It's not concrete that side. It's not concrete. It's, it's really, really soft. So now you're going to leave your Beyonce for someone you... Uh, guys, come on. Because some, some people are saying, once you start talking to someone, you need to cancel everyone. And how practical is that? Especially if... Because I think for women, it's, 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 it's simpler than for men. Because I don't get a lot of people uh, asking me out. I have a woman get hit on every single day. I'm like, I'd like to assume, you know? So they're going to have options. And that's one of the reasons. That if you're a guy in someone's life, you need to step up your game every single day because somebody can come and swoop in. And I, I can't just assume now I took you on. Because I feel like that one date thing where someone said, a guy takes you out on a date or two, then the next thing he asks himself, why? Uh-uh. Don't be entitled to anybody and that, hey, we are just going on the date. We're getting to know each other. And you can't look at someone and say, okay, this person is caring and this and this and this. Because people can pretend two dates is not enough. So if tomorrow I decide that I'm going with someone else and I'm not committed to you, then it's fine. But I will end it here so that uh, other people and fellow colleagues can also get a chance to talk. But that was my two cents. Thank you for the platform. And uh, thank you guys also for your wonderful opinions. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, Mobile, please, there are DMs available, but we appreciate your comments. But uh, let's also get other people to also participate. I see there's a lot of hands that have been raised. Some of them have been up for a while. Um, Bali, I know you've raised your hand for a while now. Oh, my word. I really just love what, what, what the thought I just said. Like, you said everything. Oh, my gosh, I'm dying, right? I died for the longest time. I've been dying. <laughs> Okay, but um, I just have like um, just a few pointers. Um, when it comes to preference, I think when it comes to us as people, we need to understand that it's not a personal attack. People think that preference is a personal attack. It's not. It's really not. And I also want to um, bring to light that there's a difference between preference and body shaming. So this is body shaming. Big girls. Ugh. I don't like, uh, uh, big girls are just like all over the place. They do this and they think and they do this. And they, and then you're going to say like, okay, fine. I am just not into big girls because um, I might be like a, a smaller guy or um, I'm not into big girls because, yeah, that's just it. That's not body shaming. It's preference. We just chilled with that. And now with me, man, I have this very weird thing that I do. Um, I get judged a lot for it by my friends i check star signs guys i check star signs like nobody's business like i i'm an earth sign and i love water signs and i love earth signs myself because i've had experiences where like I've, I've had really bad experiences with air signs and fire signs so when i when i look at a partner i will ask for your birthday at some point i'm sorry i will it's just the weird thing that i do you like big girls, I don't, I don't stand in your way. You can go and like your big girls, that's fine. It's very cool. Now I don't have a problem with you dating short guys, tall guys, do this, do whatever that you want to do. But just understand that at the end of the day, a preference is not a personal attack. That's one thing that you always have to keep in mind that 
a preference is not a personal attack. She's out here, she's tall F, bro. And then she can't even wear her heels. She can't, never mind even wear her slippers in your presence. Because homegirl is like reaching the ceiling and you like down there by her waist. No ways. Why? Why? Why should Tembi do that for you? When she knows that there are people who can level up to her Afro, the edge of her Afro. Homegirl, don't do that to yourself. And she's not going to do that to herself. And she's mentioned that. So ask Kisa Bethuel, it's not a personal attack. And you need to understand that it's not a personal attack. I'm really not that big on height, but obviously I love heels. So you cannot also be there by my boobs, bro. You cannot do that to me. No, I love high heels. Same thing. I will not tolerate like a nigga that is going to compromise my shoes. I love shoes with my entire life. And I love star signs as well. I, I read on astrology a lot. So just understand in life that um, preferences are not a personal attack. And also one, one last thing, and then I'm just going to be done. I think what we are not understanding is that like love can be practical, guys. We are missing the point of affection. We, we, we're mixing it with love. There is affection. That's why it's very important for us to understand our love languages. So when people ex- execute their love, they execute it in different ways. That's the beauty of love. If I come through and I am Bali and I love acts of service, and then you want me to show you love and physical touch, and this person wants love in words of affirmation, and this person wants them in receiving gifts, it is still an execution of love. So the thing of um, love is not just holding each other. It is practical. That is acts of service. It is still love. You don't have to say that um, I love you and there is um, practicality outside of love. Love is in itself practicality. Just understand your love languages. For, For example, I know that I love physical touch and I love words of affirmation. That's how I want people to love me. So when somebody comes to and then they're doing like 10 million things for me, I'm just like, no, you don't have to do so many things that I can do for myself. Just tell me you love me. Whereas somebody else does not want to hear that I love you constantly, but they want you to show them. It is in itself love. So I just want us to grow outside of the culture of thinking that uh, practicality reigns out there or doing something or giving somebody money runs there outside of love because it is in itself love. Just understand your love languages. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, love language, but height, it's rough. Um, I see a lot of people raise their hands, so let's quickly go through because obviously time is is a problem. I will answer the question to hand as we proceed because I want to make sure at least we can wrap up as soon as we can. So let's quickly go through everyone who's raised their hands. I know Kay Prudy's also raised their hand and several other people. So let me just obviously get everyone different genders to participate. So Kay, the floor is yours, but maybe let me also add another question then. So considering all the things that have been mentioned, do you think at some point we should be encouraging people to settle? Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Peter. Um, so in terms of parents and, uh, and my time living on this earth, I'm very blessed and fortunate enough to accept my height. Reason being because I don't take things personally, um, how people view me, because I've got my dad's genes. I look just like my dad. So if you have a problem with me, if I've got a problem with how I look, I, basically I'm rejecting my dad, which obviously I'm my dad a lot. So I'm happy for the way I look. So cool. Another thing, in terms of preference, um, preference is so broad that it's your personal choice. 
And, you know, just like what the lady have said in terms of how the youth, I agree with that 100%. But, um, oh, um, <laughs> so I just saw Mrs. Popping down there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yes, um, uh, Peter, can you repeat your question you just asked? Um, I actually left my train of thought. Um, so the question is, at some point, should we be then encouraging people? Because no one is perfect. Everyone has these criteria, his preferences. Should we then be encouraging people to, at some point in their life that you're going to have to settle? Okay, cool. So then again, that is preference. And I do not want to encourage a person to settle because if a lion wants to hunt in the wild, I cannot tell a man hunt at the zoo. They will give you food. They will give you this. It's already a choice. So I will choose to be an animal in the wild and I don't settle down. I want to continue partying and go out and not, then it's really, again, a preference of a person. Because, I mean, remember, I can come to you, Peter, and say, Peter, uh, don't date tall girls or don't get short girls and one, two, and three. You take my advice and you're not happy there. Then you're going to come and blame me. I'll be the first person you're going to blame. Okay, you told me this. It's really about preference. So in terms of settling down, I am the type of guy that likes settling down. I prefer to do that. And I will take the opportunity game. If it doesn't, then I get it. It's life. So that's basically my view. I hope that answers. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go to Prudy. Um, she hasn't spoken in a while. The floor is yours. You've obviously heard the question. So obviously oh, yeah, preference I to, uh, and so forth. I'll yeah. continue. Yeah. I, I wanted to say... And you will find out because most of the girls love about you now I want a tall guy or on my muscles or not. They get married to a short guy. I don't know why. Because like sometimes I'm a, I'm a preference guy, it doesn't work. You'll find good that tall guy or a hit or, or he's a player. And you'll find that short guy who ends up the most thing. So for me, I don't mind. Even you you fat, tall skinny, what's or not, if ever you know how to do things that makes the lady go crazy, then me, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine because every time when you talk about this topic, you'll find a lady like, now nah, one of tall guys, what's on, and you find the boyfriend is short. Or you'll find the boyfriend or their father, they are short, or you'll find they're, they're getting married to a short guy. Like, Mr. Sai Buza, okay. And then when I waste your tall nigga, because my, my, when we're going to go, so I'm a preference guy. Song is funa. I don't know. I have Denzel, you know. But they are not there. Those people, they're here to play. Most of them, they're here to play. I want to be serious. I love short. So for me, I don't mind. Like, if you are fine, me and I was sharp, I, then we are cool. Preference for me doesn't work. If, if you love me when you are short, uh, yeah, I'm cool. I just wanted to say that good to why every time most of the ladies they, they they like some things but they get attached or they get married to another things. Why? Because now you'll find good to move to other I want a tall guy. But it's not a big boyfriend, yeah. Okay. Short. Yeah, okay. Um let's 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 also get some of the other people who raised their hands. Uh Tato, I know you raised your hand. Or oh, what do you want to say? Peter, sorry man. Yeah. Peter, sorry yeah. man. Just sorry yeah. for helping you, bro. Um, the reason I'm asking you this question, I want to ask it because it, it's going to put some direction to where this is going. Um, in terms of a relationship, let's say you find a person that you like, they've got everything that you need, but then he is short or he's got that physical aspect that is not there. 
are you going to compromise on it? You're going to the fact that, look, person is like this, he's got everything that I need, but he's not, doesn't have specific, someone cut him out. And you're going to go date a guy who's got 50%, but he's 100% of the looks. How, how does that work? What, what will the person decide to do after that? About the things? Okay, let's have one of the... Um, oh, Tato, go ahead then. Um, to, to answer, Kambuli, you, you compromise, bruh. You, you compromise. Like, I've grown to know this truth, Hore. You don't get everything, guys. You don't get everything that you wish for. There's just have to be that one thing, that one thing that you have to work at. But to me, if it's more than three, I am sorry. Uh, no, I'm not going to compromise. <laughs> if it's more than three, uh, you are short. Uh, no education. Uh, 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 there's only so much I can take for. Choose your struggles carefully. Choose your struggles carefully. Before it will end in tears. It will end in tears because you went there knowing Oguti one, two, three, four, five about this guy Mar Aslangani. So mm-mm, no, it's not gonna work with me. Um, with regards to your question, Peter, with preference, you guys, one thing that I should say now, you are helping me so much because I'm in this relationship that I've just started now. So this this is just helping me. It's helped me to build up, and I think I'm gonna come out of it as a very um, well-informed individual. So thank you so much for the nuggets of wisdom that you are sharing here. They, they are helpful. They are. Um, preference, attraction. I, I like them cute. I always say this to my friends. I like, I like cute guys, guys, because remember, when you are busy having having sex, guys, you have these expressions that you have. So I add on. I, there's this add-on that I do. Already, if you are ugly and you're going to be having, you know those kind of expressions that I'm talking about. Like, they, they add on something there. So you are ugly and then I've got to deal with these expressions. I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to zone out of what we're doing. So at least, man... So I have a cutie man, you know? So that's me. That's, that's me. <laughs> um, that's my preference. And also, okay, fine. Please be humble. I, I love people who are humble. Be humble. Um, let's go out. I, let's go out so that I can see how you treat other people, how you, how you talk about your family. Um, be spiritual. I'm a very spiritual Person, so those are the type of things that I look for, and I want to make it. But as for other things, I am sure no. Mm-mm. So yeah, thank you. Thanks, Tato. Let's quickly go through because obviously time is a problem now. Um, Loza, I know you raised your hand for a while, so let's have you chip in. Oh, I want to get to the last topic because I don't want to dwell on one aspect of this talk conversation. Yeah, we were talking about preference, man. I feel like everybody has this type of physicality, like physical features that we want in a guy. But for me, my preference is like securing the future as Utata said, you must choose your struggle very careful. Like, why would I choose a person who's not even educated? What am I going to do with a person who is not, I don't mind whether Ushad and whatsoever, but what am I going to do? with the person who is not educated because I know in the future, yes, it's not guaranteed, but 
this person is going to have money or whatever, but I'm just securing a future I am. And that, that also encourage, encourages me not to like settle for, for anything. If I know you as a guy, then that's not my problem. I'm not going to settle for that. I'm just say, I'm going to settle for a person who's like literally all right, go life and one of others, a future. And yeah. So when it comes to like preference and settling, you just have to choose your struggle very right. Okay. That's, that's, that's at least a more neutral view, I guess, for what I've heard before. So hopefully they're no longer offenses taken going forward. Bethel, you've been the most, you've, I've, you've been reacting a lot and I think you have a lot to say. Uh, I see you want to defend uh, aspect of your body. So Peter, I actually, I don't have uh, much to say. Uh, I deliberately wrote that uh, because many sisters, they have problem with short guys. Uh, I'm a very short guy. Uh, with a very strong personality. Uh, 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 emphasizing that I'm short, <laughs> uh, it will never break me down. That's who I am. And many, many of you here knows me for the fact, Tato Longstar, that's who I am. But uh, it goes back to self-esteem. You understand? Uh, other people, they have low self-esteem. Uh, uh, if you emphasize that uh, you are short, you are not my preference. As I said, when we spoke about the issue of preference, that it differs from one person to to another. But uh, make no mistake, me being short, <laughs> uh, it got nothing to do with uh, my low self-esteem or whatsoever. I, I, I wrote it that deliberately. And... Uh, and listening to, to, to all the views, and uh, you'll understand that we have different preferences. Um, uh, uh, we are diverse and dynamic as, 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 as people. But I just want to echo what uh, Litoto said. Uh, this is my personal experience. And uh, I know ladies will, 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 will deny that. Women, they they have a problem of body shaming. And Mbali, whether you say it's not a personal attack preference but, uh, or not, but it's a matter of fact. Uh, and when guys body shame women, it becomes uh, something very, very serious. Let me give you an example and I will close, Peter. My personal experience um, and in the workplace. One colleague of mine said, Bethwell, uh, we yeah, understand. Uh, that is a body shaming. And, and sorry. And my response to that, my response to that, she's a very big woman, by the way. Okay, she said I'm short and I have a big belly. I don't know Mkabaka I responded to her to say, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror? 
how yours is bigger, it's even twice than mine. But you have audacity to say that to me, or oh, pot boiling. And, and it, it broke her spirit. You, you, you understand, it broke her spirit. Uh, I even felt bad, you understand. So whether you say preference or it's not a personal attack, but to some other people, it's a personal attack, Peter. Uh, but I like uh, the topics and the sequence of your, your questioning. And even myself, I'm learning here. I'm learning and I respect all your views. It was a very informative session. And Aluta Continua, peace and love be with you. Cause for life, we are taking that trophy. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Peter. Um, let's let I wanna I wanna get to the last topic, but let me let me be let me be modest enough to at least give the last few people who haven't spoken. I know Knox hasn't spoken and Spiwe as much on this topic. So let me have Spiwe first and then Knox can go after them. I want to go to the last topic. I know Q also raised a hand, but uh, let's, let's speak on this a bit. On the, you'll be the last few people to close the topic and we can go on. So Spiwe, the floor is yours. And then after that, Knox, and then we can have Q start the last question. Okay. Um, yeah, man, I think we, we can go all day when it comes to preferences. Uh, what I've just um, observed is that in our definition of preference, uh, we still have a preference, you know? So in any way, if someone says um, you shouldn't have a long list or long list don't work, that's a preference. You prefer not to have a list. Uh, if someone comes in and says, I prefer short guys or I prefer tall guys, um, that's a preference. I love what Tato said about um, that sometimes we come with that expectation or that list that we have. And then because you find someone who you deem as ideal, you might say, okay, because this person doesn't have one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine, ten, which actually contradicts what Zora, uh, Zoran said earlier to say that uh, you find someone who they prefer dark, tall, and skinny, but then when they get married, uh, it's light-skinned uh, whatsoever and the other contradicting or contrasting um, features. It's because someone has found that person and has come to a point whereby it's say, okay, I know I said I like tall, dark, and handsome, but now I'm married to light-skinned, whatever. It's because you've come to that compromising ground, one. And two, it's sometimes that um, we are so influenced by society we are influenced by social media. We are influenced by couple goals. We are influenced by so many uh, factors that actually um, it's not true what we say about ourselves. And there was somebody earlier um, who touched on a very important point to say, it's important for you to know yourself first. Know what you want. And some people are scared to spend time with themselves, you know, and hence then we allow social media and other people to crowd our judgment, to crowd our preference, you know. So it's very important that you firstly know yourself, be true to yourself. And then when you do take that list to say, okay, I before, because I'm this kind of a person, I think the person who's going to be suitable for me needs to have one, two, three, four, 
five features. That's when you now you choose your battles. And then when you find this person, then now you're going to say, oh, okay, um, I think this could work. Or no, this won't work. It's because you're coming from a point whereby you understand yourself. The danger that we find ourselves in heartbreaking and, and, and being rejected and stuff like that is that strike, picking off the struggle. But in the picking of the struggles, because you haven't spent time with yourself. So I, I'm just a custodian of understanding yourself know yourself and when you get to other people you can offer yourself because sometimes we hide ourselves as ladies more especially to say that um i want to appear perfect for those because i think but you are hurting yourself because in the long run they're going to discover who you really are and then i'm a true colors you know and is it fake because now yeah, you, 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 you gave up lies. You, you gave a picture of what you deemed as what society deemed for you to be one and two, what you thought that person likes. That means now you have um, compromised yourself for the next person. And then you find that at the end of the day. So just for me, it's just be honest to yourself. We all have preferences. Whether you don't have a preference, that is a preference, not having a preference. So that's me. Thanks, So um, just... What I would like to add to the topic is that, so basically how I feel is a lot of people were highlighting physical um, uh, features, people, short, tall, dark, light-skinned, beautiful, not beautiful. And then it kind of sort of went in a direction where it was, you know, touching more sort of emotional uh, uh, aspects. I think, you know, probably having gone through a couple relationships and, you know, obviously growing from a young age to the age that I'm at now, I, I realized that it starts off with uh, someone initially uh, uh, wanting the physical, you know, from a person. So you, we all, first and foremost, are physically attracted to someone before we get to know them. So yes, um, how tall they are sometimes matters. Are they cute? Are they dark? All of that matters initially. But I think really for me, the idea is move um, one's thinking away from a, a, a kind of sort of when, you, when you're choosing a partner. You know, yes, initially you might have seen him and he might have been tall and he might have been cute, but you need to move your focus away from that and start to think about the, the deeper things in a person. Like, for example, uh, their personality. So basically, I think, you know, the focus should go more from the physical to the emotional. I mean, some of the girls actually mentioned it, you know. I mean, if I'm going to be thinking about my future partner and somebody that I potentially want to settle down with, it definitely has to be someone that I feel secure with, you know, and not just emotional and physical sec uh, security, but also financially you know we're going to be able to 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 build a life together you know is this someone that i that i respect do they respect me in return and um things like for example uh, 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 you know um listening to each other how do we communicate uh with each other okay Knox, i think we can come back we can, we can, come, back. We can come back okay guys you. yeah i'm sorry i'm distracted it's fine um you can move on peter thank you very much okay thanks Knox. um i think we, we've exercised the aspect of preference and I have a lot of questions, but your time is flying. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to at least try to get everyone to chip in individually on different questions so that we don't have repetition of the same points. Now I had someone ask me a question whilst we're discussing and 
um, this has to be one person to answer this and then we just keep on moving. And that's the question around, <laughs> the person then asked how important is sex? Or how can I put this? Uh, the person is basically asking before you settle down with someone, how important is it? I, I don't like the way he phrased it. Uh, test drives. I don't like that term, but um, it, how important is sex in terms of determining whether you are suitable for someone? I don't know if I can just randomly pick people, but I see Lungile raised his hand, so I will by default have to ask you. But there was a question for you from Mobile that you've not answered, but it's fine. We're still waiting for that answer. We are not going to let go of you that easy. Yes, can we please have the answer, Peter? Stop being weird. No, I said I'll answer before we end. Don't worry. Well, I know it's fine. We have enough data. For you, we have enough data. (laughs) Okay, Peter, my hand was on preference, but it's fine. I will speak about um, the other aspect. You know, the the nice part that I've observed is Mobile. Mobilis, she's she's from Schwartz. She said she's bisexual. Um, she said that she prefers younger girl, younger ladies, and if she's dating women, um, yeah. For me, it, it it just shows you that it, it it's subjective. It it changes from time to time. It depends on where you are in your space and time as a person. And so for me, it's 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 a moving target. It's something that you cannot achieve. If you stay with someone like me, I've been married for five years. Things that we used to matter at that way before we even got married do not matter anymore because some of these things they fade. Um, Beauty does fade at some point, colleagues. We need to know, um, you know, your, 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 your beautiful face will sometimes, you know, come down because of gravity and things that used to be pointing up will start pointing down. And we cannot base our decision on things that fade. Uh, and those are things that if you make a lifetime commitment or a lifetime decision or you want to settle, for instance, those are things that you need to look beyond because at some point those things will not be where they used to be. And that's where you find people going for younger girls because they entered this, because they wanted these things which fade. I mean, for the fact that, you know, um, you don't look the same as you looked when you were in primary school. Some of us were cute. I don't know what happened as we grow old, but when I was in primary, I think I was the, I was a hunk. I so, be, so I so believe. But as you grow old, things start to happen, you know, uh, evolution and, and global warming happens on you and things start to change. So do not base your decisions on things that fade. Do not base your decisions on things that can change. And it depends on where you are in life. When I was in primary school, I just wanted the most coolest kid in class. When you go to varsity, you want that girl with the nice, you know, when you go to, it, it depends on where you are in life and preference should change as you grow and when you want to settle like because there's a aspect that you touch on would you advise someone to settle i would advise someone to settle if they are ready if bonnet they've made a decision if you come to me and say i want to settle i'll say settle but if you come to me and say i don't i'm not sure if i want to settle i'll say don't settle it's it's also a subjective thing and it also goes to what you want to do with the settlement for me Sex is a very sacred thing. Sex is a very deep thing that, um, for me, and it's subjective again. If you do it, I feel that Mina, you are violating all the zones, you know, this, that up to a personal way you go intimate, you where you become part of me. So be careful of who you do it with. You don't want to put, you know, 
Uncle Ravish into you or next to you or with you. So for me, it's an issue of before we get to the space, I need to know that there's something, you know, tangible that we are getting into. Unless you're doing it for fun, because some people do it for fun. So, and also it's very important that you understand why we do what we do. So for me, the test driving part is, I test, by the way, I've test driven a car, which I know that I cannot even afford. I went to BMW while I was not even earning the same amount of, you know, when your pay is not even the installment of the car. I went to BMW wearing nice and I called them. I made, I drove the i8. Is this an example? It's a reality. I've done it. But I knew I, I could not afford it, but who's going to, I don't even have friends or family that drive that car. So I called BMW. You must try it, guys. It's very beautiful. Call them, ask for they will send you all the details. You test drive it. I knew that I can afford it. Now, if you're going to speak, if you're going to allow people to test drive you, even those who cannot afford you will start taking chance. Make sure that you screen everyone that is going to test drive that car. Make sure that it's real people. I, look, I was a fluke. And that I wish that that poor guy's time because he continued sending me emails and saying, I can, when am I making an offer? I was like, soon. Knowing that I can't even, like, even if you take my whole salary, I will not even make half of that car in, in, in a monthly installment. So all I'm saying is that be careful of what you attract in your life and especially the people that you're going to allow to enter into the most sacred zone of your life. Because you can find chances like me who went to BMW, drove an i8 to that worth 2.2 million that I do not even, I mean, even if I can ask all my friends together, will not even afford that installment. And be careful of those people. And because those are time wasters, those are people that are going to create, because remember how the mind works. The mind works with recognition. If you do something, if I say, what is this? You say, this is a cell phone, why? You've not checking that because your mind recognizes as a cell phone. So if you start attracting things, your mind, will it's a real thing, you to start saying it's not a real thing and you lose the, the, that important person because of you attracted because of you thought when you are the cool or the eat person. So for me, Peter, be careful of what you attract. Do not allow a person like me to test drive you while they know that they cannot afford it. Thank you. Thanks, Lungile. I was a bit worried as when you're speaking about the BMW, were you speaking hypothetically or were you using that in reference to a woman? But I, I understand you fully. Um, I see Q has raised their hand. Um, please take the floor. Um, you, can, you can move on to the next question I'll, and I'll start from there. Okay, cool. So the next question was then, because I want to speak about marriage a bit, then we can just wrap up. So the next question was in terms of getting into a relationship. At some point in your life, I mean, all of us have traumas, things that we've dealt with, whether it's mental health, you know, abuse, stress, whatever it's called, financial issues, at the stage you are in your life right now, would you be open and willing to help someone deal with previous damage from a previous relationship or experience? Or is that something as a person you just have to leave because it's not your, it's not your, it's not, it's not your, it's not your, it's not your burden to deal with. So if you enter into a relationship and you see someone as historic trauma or things they've been through, as a partner or someone who's invested in someone, is it your responsibility to help them or is it like, nah, that's, that's your baby? Okay, first let me start by saying 
on my personal level is um those who have joined um me in the conversation before so i have a mental disorder so i suffer from anxiety and depression and um mild bipolar so for me that's obviously my my issues right that's my situation that i have to deal with so when you now ask me if would i be able to get into a relationship with someone who has certain burdens and things like that on a personal level i can't because my mental um my mental health won't allow me to deal with someone's stress or whatever right and the same way i wouldn't want someone to come into a relationship and deal with my mental um disorder so until i am perfectly fine in terms of that situation then i can simply then allow the next i can then start dating um but outside of just my personal situations honestly at Again, this for me, this is also a personal thing. Like for me at my age, Joe, like if if your burdens are like and you are sitting at home playing PlayStation and you're not trying to get a job and like you're starting this new career which is not ever happening and 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 like I can't. Like I am 30 years old and what are we doing? Like and why am I still trying to no man i feel like i feel like as women we we genuinely and i and i say women because like i feel like women we genuinely like no umuntwam is is going to get there he's going to make it he's going to do this and we support 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 and where is it where is it i will give you a uh, great i would date someone who is like yeah i'm starting this new event wara 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 I'm earning my money. I'm actually helping this person and no it's no acrimony nonsense tato is just the truth. <laughs> um I didn't expect anything from him. I did help him and whatever but the sad thing is that it didn't nothing changed. It was like you know I'm carrying this burden of your finances your finances and it's just not happening. So for me it's like no at the end of the day if we ha- if we both have issues let's talk about it from the beginning of time let it be something we both say okay me as q i suffer from this i i'm going through my struggles and whatever you come in and tell me okay this is what i then we both know how to approach the situation when things get rough because those things only um become a very vivid and very in your face when arguments start happening but when things are happy you don't necessarily see the person's faults or burdens or whatever so once you actually understand that person i think then you kind of when that starts happening you start dealing with the actual issues and not with the actual person so and i feel like that's something as as people we don't do we always attack the person and not attack the issue if the if if the burden or the issue in the relationship is that you're jobless or whatever let's deal with that like let's sit together and find you a job let's 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 do something about your shit type of thing like i i, I can't i'm sorry like 
I've again it goes back to the fact that I've dated broke and I'm never gonna date broke again. I can't do it. I've been there. It's okay, honey. Like I have been that girl who has been I've been a Popeye for for yeah, I'm okay being Popeye for people. I'm not doing that. Um Jen, I just wanted to ask a question before I might not be able to like whatever. So Peter, obviously you owe us my answer which was um what's your preference and i would like to ask someone just gonna just kind of jack your your podcast what do people think about open relationships that's the second question that i actually wanted to ask everyone and yeah actually that's just two questions peter what's your preference and what do people think about open relationships but for me today someone who has burdens and stuff honestly do if you know that you're a person who doesn't have issues and you trust yourself and everything unlike me who i do trust myself but i don't trust my anxiety or my depression that shit just creeps up on you like a bad rash so if you don't know your core person um you won't be able to deal with the next person's burden or problems or whatever instead you're just going to continuously build up on that by making them feel shit about whatever they're going through as long as you're having that conversation beforehand then you guys are good to go. If you're not going to be having that conversation, y'all are going to struggle. Y'all are going to fight. You're going to keep reminding him, last week, like, let's not do that. Let's end up becoming that kind of, you know? So have that conversation prior. So that's my view about dating someone with burdens and, 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 yeah. Okay. No, thanks. Um, I will answer the question. Don't worry about that. Um, you obviously heard the question about open relationships, but I see people already commenting on the, at the topic of open relationships. Um, I, I want to move because time is obviously way past our assumed closing time, but let's quickly go through some of the other questions. Um, there was another question um, in regards to, as we've spoken about, you know, taking someone with burdens. Maybe let me ask Prudy this question. Well, what is your take on the whole thing about potential? So someone has potential, uh, is that worth pursuing or is like, no, final package or nothing? Ha, can I just first add on to what Nobile said? I really just, I feel her on such a personal level and I feel like I need to let it out. Can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, on the topic of, of mental health, honey, yo, 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 yo. If there is something that I have struggled with when it comes to relationships is like an understanding of mental health from partners. Like, it is hell, <laughs> you know? So like her, I personally wouldn't date someone who is like me because I have, like, it's, it's my depression is crazy. Like, I find myself going through the most. I don't even know why. But yeah, we know this. And I also have anxiety disorder, you know? So it's like, me, I cannot be with me because I know how I'm like when I'm going through my highs and I'm going through my lows and the periods that I can't even, like, I don't even understand them myself. So I cannot not understand myself and be with somebody who also feels that way. But also at the same time, I have been with guys who were so sane, right? But it had gotten to a point where, where I was like, it was, it, it was too much. It's like that thing of, okay, 
uh, it's five o'clock dog anxiety pills come on you have to drink them now i know this calm down i know that i have to take my meds i know how to calm myself down you met me when i was anxious only after uh two years of my diagnosis so i've gotten to that point where i can i, I can actually just control myself so when now i climb you come into my life and you act like i'm inadequate you act like uh, i don't know what i'm doing you act like i'm about to die or something like that don't do that you know so sometimes i sit with, with when it comes to topics of marriage i get really confused do i really want somebody who's got my mental conditions or do i not want somebody with my mental conditions and that's also part of our mental vibes you really don't know what you want sometimes but you kind of do know at the same time so i really do get confused sometimes because i've been with guys who were sane and they did not do much for me but also i'm not willing to get into a vibe with somebody who is i won't call myself insane but for the lack of a better word insane like myself so i really do get confused about that peter what was your question again <laughs> uh it was about potential but just quickly speak on it if you want i love potentials eternal potential i feel like people are eternal potentials dog I love molding, I love changing and I believe that people can be so much better than what they initially are. However, I'm not Bob the Builder. Understand that there's potential and then there's Bob the Builder. I'm not going to build you. Understand that. <laughs> and easy. <laughs> Been fixing people my whole life, guys. You are hated. I get builded. Yo, I'm tired. <laughs> I am so over it. Nobody please stop piping me. I've been making me worse. Anyways, but there's a difference between potential and people who want to start from the bottom dog if you're going to be drake be drake all the way drake does not have a partner be drake if i started from the bottom would you want go there and do your own damn thing and get your stuff together but i personally will not do it don't bring me a vision without execution at least if you're busy executing then i'll be like oh damn he is doing something there is potential and that is potential potential is execution Sir potential mo tla ka SoundCloud how it's a nick see the SoundCloud ya go ena le le lipine one please don't do that to me i will support you but only if <laughs> if you've made room to be supported and women are always expected to do like zero sitting zero hlanyang and i'm not going to do that potential means that you come through here with ability with capability and with intent come with intent you haven't done anything you've drawn it on the wall and you haven't done anything come and show me that okay fine buddy here's my vision and here is my two cents and i have started from this point and i will assist you i amplify what's in place and that's what women do we amplify what's in place we don't build how did bob the builder The builder is you the man. No, we amplify what's in place and don't make that mistake. <laughs> but I'm Dania. Potentials I love them. But potentials what I love most about potentials versus baba say kalohanye is the fact that potentials actually execute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw some people protesting when you said you you find his potentials but to each his own. 
Hey, Bob the Buddha is not getting no love today. So um, <laughs> let's move to the last topic regarding marriage. Um, and maybe I can start this. I know Prudy Ozolan, as you see the name there. Uh, she had audio issues. I don't know if she's fine now. But the question now in terms of marriage, now I want to start off because I have a few questions and then we can wrap up because I don't want to take your whole day. In terms of marriage, um, marriage has obviously changed in how we view marriage. And I also hope the guys can also participate as well. Um, marriage has obviously in, seemed to be important from an African point of view, from a religious point of view. Also from a societal point of view, people believe that if you want to have kids, then you have to get married. Although westernization has also kind of brought in a new dynamic of open relationships, even though I think they were there before in Africa. But the question is then, especially now with, you know, the discussions around patriarchy, you know, changes in the way we view gender roles, what is our take on, is traditional marriage still applicable in today's society? Lungster, maybe I can have you later on because maybe all you have more to dwell on this topic as someone who's married. But let me have Zizi Port chip in on this topic. What is your take on traditional marriage in today's society? Is it still applicable or not? Peter, when you say traditional marriage, you mean like the whole monogamous uh, woman submitting and those traditional gender roles? So yeah, so, that? so the traditional gender roles, you know, a man is a provider, a woman is going to submit um, in whatever way that's defined in, in your point of view. What is your take on that? You know, a woman must be the child bearer and the one who's the, the one who's going to be raising the kid whilst the man is the, the man chasing the bills and, you know, provider, quote ooh, unquote. Uh, uh, ooh, uh, Amanda, we've, we've evolved. <laughs> like, I feel like society is just so, like, it's evolving so much uh, that... Um, especially when it comes to using the, like gender roles and stuff like that, I I don't see myself as not see, but I wouldn't want to be that wife that's you know like you know having a man that just can't do jack, that can't do anything, that can't cook, that can't I I can't. I believe that like you know um, cooking or all these things are a basic life skill. It's not a gender role, so you can take care of a baby as much as I I can. You are more capable of that. Um, then uh, we could just only take bits and pieces maybe from, you know, traditions like uh, our grandparents. But we also have to remember that and both men and women are working and find themselves in those corporate um, um, uh, spaces. Sorry, I'm reading the comments. <laughs> but um, it's, 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 it's ever-changing and we just have to adjust to these changes. And yeah, no, I uh, take bits from the past from our grandparents, but also adjust to these new changes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sizipo. Spirit, you haven't spoken much. Um, I want to give you the floor now. You've heard the question. I, I want to maybe also add the aspect of we live in a very traditional and religious society. So obviously the world is changing. The views of what a woman is, is obviously changing as well. What a man is, is changing. So do you still think that we should still hold on to these traditions that we still have in terms of relationships and marriage? Spirit, what, what do you have to say? 
Yo, guys, first, gentle comment, always is comment up. You guys are live. Moving Bali and Tato, wow. Um, there's fire, uh, there's fire out here. <laughs> um, based on your on your question, uh, yo, guys, I feel like information is life. Information is important. Education is important. Um, religion and culture stems from how things used to be. And those on, on their own merits are also evolving. You know, as people evolve, culture evolves, uh, tradition evolves, you know. So um, we are, that's why there are different generational groups and gaps and stuff like that. So where my point is, the more informed we are than our parents were, the more we are enlightened. And because of that enlightenment, things are shaped differently. Um, I'm raised Christian. I'm Christian by choice. And, but however, there are certain Christian norms that I do not agree with because of the information that I now have. Pre- previously, I used to take everything that my parents taught me, my grandparents instilled in me. But as I grew up, you know, I got to see that, oh, okay, no, this, I don't have to stick with this and I don't have to stick with that. And because people are different, I, and we, dif- we raise from different um, backgrounds, values and principles. When I meet my partner, we are forming a new thing, you know? And because of the differences that they have and the differences that I also possess, that on its own makes my, my relationship unique from my parents' relationship because I'm not marrying my dad. He, they're not marrying their mother. You know, that on its own, it's, it's having their own, its own merits. So if I also decide based on information and based on my research and study of certain things, I then say, uh-uh, you know what, I want to have kids. I don't want to get married. Um, I, I want to um, stay with my partner, but I don't want to stay under the legalities of being married. Because of the information and, and the insights that I have, I have made a choice based on that. So back then and now it is totally different and because of the access of information the landscape is different and also men used to go out and to scout for work women used to stay at home and they used to cook watch over the kids but now we are in we are found in boardrooms we are found in in the c-suite you know we are found in in corporates and some of us are found also in mining that is a total different landscape on its own and because of that difference and variance we are now shaping a different kind of woman not the one who's raised to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen you know raising kids but we're raising someone who's going to have corporate dishes, decisions, who's going to make strategic decisions, who's going to actually make things or make things change in the, in, the, in the longer run. So because of all these societal and economic factors that are, are constituting to our daily lives and changing um, our lives drastically, the, the, the repercussions or the ripple effects will be that even how we are at home, at home as husbands and wives, it's going to be different. So yeah, that's that's basically it for me. It's it's up to you whether you still want to continue with the norms of your parents and stuff. But some of us, we are woke. <laughs> Hello, yes, and because of that, yes, we 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 changing the ball game. So yeah, that's me. Um. Okay. At least there's difference of views, and at least maybe the world is changing. I don't know. Maybe there's a point where we have to incorporate both. Uh, well, as one of the few guys left, oh, as a guy, obviously there's a practice that we still maintain today, and that's called lobola, 
or bridal prize, as some people call it. So Bethel is one of the guys that are left. Uh, what is your view on the practice of Lobola and in sense of as your, your role as a man? What is your understanding and your view on the idea of being a provider, as some people traditionally will call you? Sure, Peter. Uh, please, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the, 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 the question. Uh, so, so, can so I can probably ask, because obviously the issue regarding Lobola, uh, we spoke mm. about traditional practices that uh, are still applicable today and also some religious practices. So as a man, a lot of things are identified with manhood, especially when it comes to marriage. And Lobola is typically seen as something that co contributes to that. What is your take on the aspect of Lobola, considering the modern society we live in, and your role as a man, considering the term man being a provider? What is your view on that? Yeah, on the issue of Lobola, uh, Peter, um, it's part of our African way of doing things. Uh, I don't have any problem with with Lobola. And, and I subscribe myself to that. And I've already subscribed myself to that. Uh, but you see some of these things, they are, they are being exploited uh, by our families. Uh, if you can remember last time when I spoke about the checklist to say, uh, when we go to the negotiations of Lobola, many emphasis uh, are made and are made directly uh, spotted to men, of which it's, it's very wrong. Hence, I, I, I came many sisters perhaps just to give them background who are not part of the discussions to say, when we discuss some of the things of Lobola, uh, my family will write a letter to your family uh, planning uh, the, the date of arrangement about Lobola. And in most cases, they will ask you as a sister to say, who's Betuel Mugwena? Yeah, he's from, uh, what kind of a family is is coming from his working uh, a sister will answer those questions and that will be a form of a checklist uh, is he educated yes or no he has a car yes or no uh, that is my problem of which this sister she's not working she's uneducated she does not have a job uh, you you understand and i i think we need to uh, deal with it from that angle, you understand? Uh, 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 you demand a hundred of thousands from this, from this guy, poor guy, Betuel. But your, your child, she's not working. You, she's not working. So that is my problem. But I subscribe uh, myself to the notion of of Lobola. I don't have any problem with it, but uh, we must remember, our parents must remember, even us, because we'll be parents uh, for the next uh, generations to come. We need to be open-minded. And uh, 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 
I remember that these two people about to start their own families. You, you understand? If they start their own family, already they are in debt. It's a matter of fact, uh, sisters here, uh, that I go take a loan so that I can pay Lobola. The next thing, you don't want to be with someone who's broke. Forgetting that I'm broke because I wanted us to form this union of love. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with Lobola, Peter. Uh, uh, and there must be, you see, this double standards must come to an end. Uh, must come to an end. Uh, if we say, okay, Lobola, I see Tato say, ladies also must pay Lobola. Uh, and always men cannot provide in certain instances. Those are some of the things we need to be open-minded and talk about because in our days, women are working and they're doing very well, more than us, they and more than us. And how does it make us feel as men if we are saying we have to provide? Because in some instances, we can't provide. So we need to move away. Culture and religions, they change. This system, they change now and then. So... We must change with them. That is my take, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Um, Trudy or Zolan, as you call. Uh, let's try one more time. Okay, let me like I don't like guys. Okay, sharp. I, I just want to comment first on this thing. I think Lobola is not like because we are equal now we go to work or what. I think that's why uh, uh, on the bright side they pay Lobola because you um uh, maybe I'm getting married, you know to to Ngosi family. Now I'm gonna change my say name to that uh, Ngosi family. This means like I'm manising myself from my home to another home. That's why maybe they exchange the man or they pay lobola. We cannot pay lobola because you cannot first of all and if ever I get kids I'm extending thank you. I'm extending your family. Like it's gro I'm growing your 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 family surname, that not mine. So I if ever you know how to pay kids, then we can I can also pay Lobola because I think that's why they pay Lobola okay, Now I'm going to go there to Ngosi family to grow your surname to be big. Yeah, well, I think maybe that's why they pay Lobola. It's not because we're going to work together and what's or not. There's something there's some the guys like I'm so frustrated now because this phone and what's going on right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, I think because that's why we pay Lobola because your your family is getting more, my family is getting less. And another thing, like other people, they they normally say, "Go to shop." Um, and I thought, "Put maybe he will work, she will work for us." And now you marry my daughter. Now say I daughter, say I daughter, and then. They are Gosi family, not my Mkonazi family, you understand? So now they don't have, they lose a daughter from Mukwena to Nkosi. They gain Kankosi. I think that's why they pay Lobola. Thank you very much, Puri. I really appreciate it. I know you had technical issues with your, your phone. It's, um, but I think let, let's, let's go to the last part. I want everyone to chip in on this because we've run out of time and I don't want to take the rest of your day. So now we've spoken about marriage, we spoke about 
dating and all those other different things. And maybe I can just, I'll, I'll twist the question as I ask different people. But then the question is then, is there still any point to still get married in this particular current environment? Uh, we have things like cohabitating that's currently a new thing, open relationships, entanglements. So is there any need for to get married? And let me start with one of the other ladies. Let's see. Uh, Lozak, maybe you can chip in on this because I also don't want to dwell too much on this topic. I also don't have to, I don't want to dwell too much on this, but I don't think it's necessary to, you know, like consider like getting married in anything because we do like almost everything that people like in marriages are doing without having the ring. I don't understand don't know if you guys understand me like whatever that is done literally now in marriages we are also doing it in our entanglements in our relationships in you know so i don't think it is necessary okay thank you for that um bali what is your take on this as a parting words do you think marriage is still necessary and furthermore is 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 it is love hopeless at this point in our modern society I mean, you know what, Peter, like, depending on our beliefs, right? And Tato did say that for him, it is a breaking point. If our spiritual basis is not the same, then we can't do that. So for us who still have, I wouldn't say that, okay, rather, okay, that spiritual ground, we know what it means for us. We don't function the same way as human beings, but we have to function in a way that is very respectful of what we stand for from a point of view of a traditional woman and a woman who really believes so much in her spiritual stance. Marriage for me is a necessity because I understand the institution of marriage. If I were to break down the institution of marriage, I'd take another hour. So I choose not to do that. But from my personal perspective, yes, because I have a great understanding of what a, a, a life of a bachelorette does for me. This is not the life that I want to conduct forever. This is not the life that God has intended for me. So whenever we think of purpose, we always think of how God has put in place our career goals and what we're going to do for the world. But we never think that God has put in place a purpose in us for us to also exist in our homes. How are we going to conduct that if we also don't have an understanding of barriers or rather like boundaries or what we stand for, or even the, the institution of marriage is for, quite frankly, a lot of us as believers. I think it's that because some people get married, but then they don't have a script on how marriage is about, on what marriage is about. But us as believers, uh, from a personal perspective, I will not, I will not. I will conduct myself within the marriage and find a way to make it work within the marriage because it also balances what I stand for, which goes back to what we discussed earlier, which is preference. Some people who want to go have it, great stuff. You can go and do that. You can go and live your best life cohabiting. Personally, no ways, because I like structure and I also expand structure within the perspective of society. This whole thing of people going all around and not knowing where they stand is really problematic on a greater scale, meaning on a scale of society. 
people don't know their mothers, they don't know their fathers, they don't know where they're going, they don't know their values, they don't, they don't know what they stand by. And if you don't know, or rather you don't have a backbone, how do you expect to conduct yourself in society? It does not make sense because as a child, I cannot tell a child or Nelson Mandela, but not uh, give the child Nelson Mandela qualities. It does not make sense. And always, I always say that the reason I qualify as a radical feminist is because I always draw back to the basics. People are always like running around on the top. Just do the basics. Stand at home. Go back at home. Check your kids. It doesn't even have to be from a marriage point of view. But for me, it has to be. Because that's what I stand for. And that's what God stands for. That's who I am. I'm not speaking for everyone I have tried this whole life of cohabiting and doing that. It did not work for me. It does not work for me. I stand on a spiritual stance and I stand on that and I will forever stand on that. And just really just go back to the basics, man. But love is not hopeless at all. Love is not hopeless at all. And I was listening to a song by, I think it's Gregory Park. It says, if love is overrated, then call me naive. It's fine. It's fine. I will still believe in it. It's fine. Our kids deserve better. Our kids deserve values that are not shaken by society because that's my fear of not having a spiritual stance. Not having a spiritual stance means you will not have a backbone. I'm sorry if it hurts some, but it is what it is, guys. Okay. Thanks, buddy. I think for the sake of time, I'm not going to have everyone answer the same question. So I have two people who've just asked because obviously watching. on a live stream so one of the one of the questions that was asked was what is the take on someone let's say you are because now this relates more to dating because i don't want everyone to kind of answer the same question um the person is asked what is our take on dating someone and then finding out they are their best friend is of the opposite gender or in tato's case the same gender but attracted to the same sexuality um, does that affect the dynamics where someone is, a, is, for example, in a case whereby you start dating someone or you start liking someone and their best friend is, in my, let's say in my case, is a guy or in a lady's case is a, is a girl or in Tato's case is another guy? What, what is our take on that? That's the question at hand. I don't know who wants to answer that. Peter, like, it, it's not a problem. I've got a lot of exes that I still talk to. However, I have created boundaries on what it is that we share. Here's the thing. I mean, realize that we shared something, all right? And then whatever it is that we had, it ended. Okay, cool. But then I, I, still, I still care about you. However, there are certain things or certain conversations that we cannot talk about, but I will still keep you around, you know? So with me, I really don't mind as long as there are boundaries between you and that person on how far you can go with regards to conversations. What is it that you're talking about? And then now let's put in um, this thing of going out. Now the outings, uh, uh, no. You can talk to your ex over the phone and everything. Can it end there? 
So that I, I really don't, ha- I don't see it as a problem. I, I don't see it as a problem. It also goes with, with trust, with, I mean, with trust. Um, how trusting are you? Do you really believe what your current boyfriend or girlfriend is telling you about their ex and how they are communicating? But then if you're a person who is not well secured enough, as sending analytic insecurities, then it's going to be a problem for you. But I don't have a problem if a person comes to me and tells me that they're still in contact with their ex. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Okay, Tata. Um, I'm not going to lie myself. I'll probably have an issue with it, but uh, to each his own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think for the sake of time, I'm going to ask the last question. This was one of the questions that was asked. And the question is, how much pressure do you put on yourself to get married? And that was the last question. And maybe just have two people answer that. Um, any person can volunteer. How much pressure, whether it's deliberate or indeliberate, you put just pressure on yourself to get married? I see Zizi Paul and Spiewer have raised their hands. So maybe it's in relation to that question. Please feel free to go ahead. Hey, Peter. <laughs> So me, honestly, I, I like when I always, when I think of marriage, I'm thinking I am in South Africa and marriage is in Russia. <laughs> like that is how much I do not put pressure on myself because I am acknowledging that that institution is, yay, it's, 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 it's something so like, it's very serious. That's why I don't put pressure on myself at all. I I'm enjoying being in the, my selfish twenties and finding myself so much and learning everything, like so many new things about myself every year. And uh, you no, no pressure whatsoever because like I am acknowledging that this institution is, it's not child's play. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because I, I come from like, you know, my, my parents are divorced also. So I really, um, I, I just, those dynamics, Zako, and I never, like, I never pressure myself because I don't want to find myself in a situation like, you know, five, ten years from now, I've met so many, I've met so many people, just my interactions with urban, especially old women, like, epic senior, and they always just tell me like, oh my gosh, wait, you know what I mean? Wait, or, you know, find yourself and all that stuff. I, like, I am I'm, I'm on that path. Like there is a no pressure, like grab every opportunity that comes your way. If they say your job wants you to go to Cape town, go, don't think of what's age. I have a husband at home. You know, all those things. That is why like, uh, I, I, there's no pressure for me. Okay. Thanks. Zipo. And then Spiro, I know you raised your hand as well. So please feel free to step in. Yo, I fully agree with Zizi. Like, guys, like, like adulting taught me things, you know. Adulting came with flames and heats and sparks and all of those things. So just learning from all of that. And I loved her closing remarks about when life uh, opens up doors for you to go overseas and to just be yourself and stuff like that. You know, when you are family bound and kids bound and stuff like that, so much you have so much restrictions. But when you are on your own by yourself, you know you you know you don't owe anyone any explanation. You go anywhere, anytime, and anyhow. And I think one of the notions that I went by is that. I've lived for such a long time respecting my parents and fulfilling their dreams. And they, they, them and I had a pact 
to say that I'm going to give you everything that you want to a point of having a degree. Immediately after that, my life is my own. My decisions are my own. And that is exactly that. And because I've lived like almost like how many years? 21 years for my parents. It's only now that I'm starting to live for myself. Nahana now bringing some boji while I'm still enjoying myself and my time and stuff like that. It is too much pressure. So I, I'm discovering myself. I'm discovering my mind. I'm discovering my personal strengths and all of those things, you know. So it's a journey that is fulfilling. And one of the things that my friends thought to whilst growing up because of the kind of uh, personality that I have, they thought I was going to marry fast. You know, I was going to be the first one to get married. I told them, guys, I'm easy. I've seen homes wrecked. I have seen my close immediate people. Uh, it's, it's very painful, you know, whereby each time you want to do something, you need to consult. Each time now you want to do something, there's so many compromises and stuff like that. And lastly is that my friends married very young. Yes, there are those who are very successful and they're having a beautiful relationship and all of those things. And then there are those who are like, yo, what did I get myself into? So weighing all the pros and cons and my aspirations as a spirit, um, as a young girl, what did I want to achieve? What did I want to attain? And all of those, those are my key drivers, you know? So I was like, marriage far from me, you know? So there is no pressure whatsoever when it comes to, 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 thinking, to getting married. And lastly, closing for me, marriage, as Zizia as say, is that institution needs to be respected. And how we've degraded it these days is really appalling. Maybe that's why I'm saying that I think where I'm at right now, I would be fine with living with someone who is like her, him and I are like, Mukai, because we're doing this, right? We're staying together. Other than institutionally legalizing and climbing ourselves. And I know to the Christian fraternity, this might be a shock to say, how can you be Christian and, you know, um, think like that it's because i've seen things and lastly actually this is one thing i want to pose maybe to everybody who's christian is to say that who said that there's a method of getting married from a biblical context was there ever a priest was there ever a white wedding was there ever a traditional wedding how were people married in the old in the in the biblical terms you know and who said that by doing that you guys now married is something that we deemed ourselves here on earth but hey, tell me for another day. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you, Spiwe. Um, I think that's that's a good way to at least close the topic and the discussion today. Um, personally, I've always viewed marriage as something that's very important in a degree of the idea of what we call family and whatever that means to whichever person. I think it's always been the idea of not getting made for the sake of the individual, but the idea of a family. But um, how you go about that, I think it's up to the person. Whether you, even in this thing of open relationships, I, I may not understand some of these aspects, but to each his own. And I always say, let people not have this stringent way of living life. Um, as you can see, I've always viewed, you know, when I look at whether my own parents or family members that, one one thing may work for one couple, but it doesn't work for another couple. Um, especially when we always admire the old generation. But in my view, a lot of the older people, especially old men, a lot of them are depressed, and some of the women are also depressed. They they think to themselves and like, what have I done? Or I've settled, or I've done things. What people told me how to do it, but that's not what you wanted. But you just did it because society put that pressure on you, whether you're a woman or a man, to fulfill certain roles. But yeah, that's, that's my take on the aspect of marriage. Um, but yeah, I think 
we've covered a lot today. Um, there was a question about my preference. I don't think it's worthwhile to still engage in that. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know if anyone has any closing remarks, but I think we can close on this particular topic. Uh, I know I've taken most of your time. We're hoping to close by half past 12, but unfortunately due to the topic, I had almost like 18 other questions that were asked to discuss, but we're not going to take the whole day to discuss certain topics. But thank you guys for joining the discussion. Um, some people had to leave because load shedding the start started at 12 for them, so please excuse them. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will send you the link to the podcast once I've done the editing and everything else. Uh, but thank you guys for everything and hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers.